You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. suffering of course yes (laughs) (laughs) that's the cold opening that's the cold open okay welcome back to the degenerate panel we have tonight's producer producer derek and sean of the military industrial complex we're talking all about that ukraine now because covid is over covid is i feel like i should say it as a statement and less of a question covid is over and we're all about that world war three now yeah koofy koof's over let's uh hop on that ukraine train the pain train uh the pain train to ukraine the pain train to ukraine for world war three cranes uh it's uh not but this wasn't this wasn't on my this was not on my 2022 bingo at the time of recording uh russia has occupied ukraine for over a month now and it's not really going their way but at the same time it's like ukraine is fighting with like you know children and old people at this point because their military is basically kind of defunct that they're having to rely on the civilian population to fight them vietnam style meanwhile the russian forces who were going to go on like a training expedition they end up invading their neighbor and they're like we didn't anticipate this so now you've got like you know i think a handful of putin's generals have just been like killed a whole bunch of um people got like blown up as they were trying to apparently like 
uh, hit up like Ukrainian women on Tinder. So what these like young <laughs> Russian soldiers were doing is as they were occupying these villages where they were told they were going to be treated as liberators, um, other like in, I, I, I mean, it's wrong to call them insurgents because they're just they're, the, the the resistance in Ukraine. They're somehow like locating these Russian soldiers based off where they're, uh, geotag in their Tinder profile is. And then as they swipe on somebody, they're lobbing missiles at them. So like this is turning into like the, the meme war that no one anticipated, but it, it's, it's what we're getting. And it's, it, it's, it's quite horrifying to say the least. But the one thing that has like really kind of chapped me in terms of the American response is that this is yet another example of let's talk about everything we should do, but let's do none of it while at the same time begrudging everyone that can basically say the truth, which is we have no involvement. There's nothing we can do about it. And short of a military invasion, I don't think anyone wants to launch the U.S. into an open military conflict with Russia over Ukraine. I mean, it's it's a terrible situation, but us getting involved that I mean, it's it's like we we just got out of Afghanistan twenty years later. You throw us into Russia, and we're never leaving. So this yeah. is um th- this is really Ukraine's war to fight, sadly. But some people, whether it's for the insta fame or whether it's because they're genuinely wanting to go fight against the Russian invasion, have actually begun to travel to Ukraine. And at first the media was like, oh, this is amazing. Look at all these thousands of foreigners, Americans, British, French, you name it. Look at all these foreigners going to fight for Ukraine's right to exist. And uh, it's amazing. And um, it's not, it's not working out very well at at all. all. Sean, when you heard that foreigners were going to go fight in Ukraine, who would you think would be the type of person volunteering for that? Like usually you think of, oh, I'm going to go pick, I'm going to drop my life. I'm going to pack my bags, pick up my gun, and I'm going to go to a foreign country and go fight Russia. What type of person do you think would most likely be ready to do that? You know what? And it's going to shock you, man. The fucking hillbillies from West Virginia, (laughs) they're high on fucking moonshine. They're like, you know what? Screw the screw these you damn Ukrainians. I'm gonna go over there and show them some moonshine love. I'm gonna get my musket, my my gay loving dog over here, and we're gonna take care of those freaking uh, vodka loving motherfuckers. I don't think they would. I don't I think don't, they sound like they're from New York. Yeah, well, I don't. I, I don't think they would leave. Their- all everything about that was all over the place. Just a tad. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> Maybe maybe take a trip to West Virginia, Sean. You know, but like you do, you do come up with a good point. It's people who probably shouldn't be going and fighting for a foreign country against a giant foreign country like Russia. Yeah, nuclear power. Uh, yeah, they're 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 getting involved in this, and let's just say we're not seeing the best and brightest. I, I'm calling this like, what if like the Area 51 raid happened? Like what? Like remember when when all these people on Reddit were gonna go and like raid Area Fifty One? Yeah, and they were like, and like all the memes, like they got the Naruto runners. You got like you got the crowd that's like they can't kill us all. We just dodge the bullets, guys. (laughs) Yeah, like this is like if it if it actually happened. So Mm -hmm. I I saw a summary that uh, some of you might like Paul Joseph Watson, some of you might not. But I got to say, when I saw this video popped up and I watched it, it, it was already confirming of what a lot of what I already knew. Derek, can you go ahead and pull up the video, please? Yes, I can. So this is from Paul Joseph Watson of InfoWars fame and Summit News discussing what happened to the foreigners going to Ukraine to fight Russia. You got to do something to the audio. Oh, right. The audio, Mr. Producer. Damn it. It's true. I'm sorry. Give me just a moment. How else can we hear that 80 synth? No, to kind of add what I had. I mean, I've I've seen plenty of people and heard plenty of people like, oh, man, I have this so-called military training. I'm a 
I think I could really be a good key and help for the Ukrainian army. Pause it. One, and one guy talked about, oh, yeah, I've never been in war, but I helped out babies <laughs> in Africa. So I think I can definitely go over there, help kill Russians as well as help the Ukrainian army. Do you think they actually like intend to do something or do you think they're just trying to do it? Because this is, this is like the equivalent of like the get your vaccine and stay at your home. So, Facebook banners. Like it's a lot of virtue signaling and it's not a lot of doing anything. So, so my opinion on this is, is this right? Like you have the people that, you know, the, the obvious people who are just virtue signaling for Ukraine, like, oh, those poor Ukrainians getting, you know, attacked. We have to do something, but obviously won't do anything other than, you know, complain because that's all they all they do. Like, but then you have the people who actually want to go over there. Now, the people who actually want to go over there are like either, I feel like they're one of two things. They either really hate Russia or or they have nothing to lose at this point. And they're like, Oh, you know what? I'll just throw myself at a random cause and see what happens. Like, because I can't, because I guess what I can't imagine is just like, like, let, let's just say you live in the U S or Canada or something. Right. Like, like in what world are you like, I'm going to travel halfway around the, the world to Ukraine that's being currently under siege by Russian forces and help the Ukrainian military fight even though I have no military experience or whatever. You, you won't feed the homeless person up the road, but you're going to go fight in Ukraine. Yeah, you're like, I'm ready to go fight yep. for this country that I've never been to, have no family in, no friends, literally probably never even, I, I, you know, oh, I, maybe they couldn't even point to it on a map before before this happened, like, because they're that dumb. <laughs> like, like, But no, now yeah, that person's totally ready to, hop in the fight, go to Ukraine, call of duty guys, right? Ready to go pew pew some Russians, even like, like, God bless. These people are dumb. (laughs) But but yeah, it's just like, I I just can't imagine up and leaving everything that you know, like, especially if you live like on the, you know, like this, the North American continent and saying, I'm going to go help out this country. I've never been to like, because that's what the media is telling me to do. Well, it's not like you can fly to Ukraine. These people are either going to Poland or some of them are. Actually oh yeah, they're they're flying, flying to the they're flying to a neighboring country and then finding some other way to get to Ukraine from there. But like, that's just it's just insane to me. Like anyone who actually wants to go, and, or, and like I don't want to I don't want to talk about this and you know begrudge the the few people. And I I do truly believe it's a few Americans that are actually doing anything about it uh one of my favorite charities is samaritan's purse it's run by franklin graham uh they they do emergency response throughout the country and throughout the world and they were uh, immediately on the ground in kiev when the missiles started coming so what i'm going to do for all the listeners is i'm going to go ahead and drop a link to samaritan's purse they're feeding children they're providing blankets and food and shelter they're relocating actual refugees to neighboring countries that have support on the ground so that way they can you know assist them in getting some semblance of safety out there and i'm going to be dropping a donation when i get my uh, next paycheck this upcoming week so I, um, I'm going to go ahead and leave that in the show notes. If you actually want to do something realistic and help people that are actually doing the work, Samaritan's Purse is, is probably the, the best charity that I personally recommend uh, when it comes to disaster response, such as what we're seeing now. So if you want to go ahead and donate to a cause that is REMSO approved, uh, Samaritan's Purse, the uh, link to donate will be in the show notes today. Uh, Sean, you want, you want to say anything else before we get to the video? I mean, one thing I I, I kind of add, it's just the people that are going there for the wrong reasons. I've found this, I've only found four of these individuals, but it's like, oh, people are handing free guns. I'm going to go out there and get myself free AK, M14, whatever. And it's like, really? You're not going to be able to bring go that all back. The way across the country for that? 
No, across the world, not just the country. I think I think the plane <laughs> ticket and the expenses alone are going to cost way more than the shitty Soviet era weapons they're getting. Yeah, that's just that's just crazy. I just right. don't understand some some of those people that I've just found and seen. It's like really, it's like weapon. It's like what what what's the term? Weaponized autism. That's what yeah. we're dealing with with these people. Because like at the end of the day, it's like you know you if Ukraine you know, was a part of NATO before this happened. I could see a reason to help them, but, but, but like, even, even then, why would you, and, and this is, this is probably the most controversial thing I'm going to say. If you know the person right next door to you hates you and is looking for an excuse to invade you, why would you immediately team up with their arch enemy? And, and you know, that, that's, that's that view. It's like, you know, you're, you're already in a tense situation. Why not focus on yourself and try and make your own military and your own economy strong enough to possibly withstand and be a real threat to Russia instead of bringing in the allies of, you know, your, your arch rival to come and defend you in that situation. So, so that's, that's my stance on that. But also with Russia, as I've been looking at this and the invasion is, is wrong. Like people, yeah, no, people are dying. Like Ukrainians are suffering. The Russian people who, who are not their government. I believe that governments go to war, but people do not go to war against each other. Regular people have to go die in the war for the rich and the elite. But, you know, so everyone is suffering. But yeah. if, if, if China put missiles in Mexico and they were aimed north – we would invade Mexico and say we were doing it for freedom yesterday. That's how fast we would fucking do it. We would not tolerate that. So yeah. this idea that, you know, they, they were very close to getting into NATO. As soon as that happens, they're getting all these new jets. They're getting all, this, all these additional prote- uh, protective agreements and everything else. They're getting all these missiles that are aimed one way. They're all aimed at Russia. Can anyone say that Russia is wrong for thinking, I think they're going to try and launch a preemptive attack against us? Does that justify what they did? No. But we went ahead and invaded Iraq for less shit. There were no WMDs in Iraq. Saddam Hussein did not have a super laser missile that he was going to attack the West Coast with. They lied about that. And we were in that country for more than a decade Thousands died, millions displaced, hundreds of millions impacted around the world. Yet we're we're gonna go ahead and be the moral superior, you know, the, the moral superiority on this. I don't this is not this is wrong. We can obviously see where this is wrong. But people saying this is a black and white situation. This is why I've been saying that, you know, Vladimir Zelensky, he seems a bit like the new Fauci to me. And I'm not yeah. saying he is. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying that any I'm not saying any of that right now. But after the last couple of years, the people that lied to us about everything else are now telling us what to believe right now. And mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable with that. I mean, I think trust of the media has gone down to a like negative percent in terms of what we're willing to believe at this point. I think there's a lot more going on here than we are told. They just don't know. And that's just something, you know, like obviously you could take from multiple information sources and kind of make your own conclusions. Like I, I like everything going on is wrong. I will say that up front. Like I don't I don't agree. I don't think with, anyone is confused about that. Yeah. I don't agree with Russia. I don't agree with Ukraine. I, I, I think both sides are kind of they're kind of fucked in some level. Like I like I, I Russia a bit more in the wrong here just because, you know, like they obviously started it. They're, they got the bigger military. They're gonna they're decimating innocents. But you know we don't have the whole picture because the media will never give us the full picture. Like, I mean, when McDonald's leaves your entire country, like my my biggest worry, like seriously, like for real. Oh like yeah, they, that, that is one other been, thing. They have been cut off from the entire world. Yeah. How, yeah. What are we supposed to do because after like, this is over with them? Because we we've just basically like destroyed their whole economy. Yeah, because something, so, something that is kind of crazy is just the amount of stuff that because like I feel like every day I see something it's like oh Netflix cut off support <laughs> this like like these Pornhub cut off yeah. access wait did they they oh, did yes yes oh my God. I saw that 
the Russian yeah. people up in arms. <laughs> so um, he, but, here's uh, something big though. And uh, this, and I, this is kind of a big thing now with what Putin's done. Do you consider him a war criminal? Because if you do that, then that kind of just ends everything with Russia right there. And then it doesn't, I mean, if, if he's a war criminal, does that make George W. Bush a war criminal? Because uh, war, war, war criminal to me is such a weird term because it's like the only way a war criminal gets punished is if you is if you beat the nation he's in charge of. Yeah, I mean, up until that point, it only really depends on on who all, the winner is. Because all it is is a label. Like like you can call anyone a war criminal, but does it matter until you bring down everyone in power around that person or bring that person down in particular? Because yeah, because gonna, if the, if the bad guy, war criminal, the answer yeah, is no because one. during the war, the bad guy is that bastard. That, you know, if the, assuming the bad guy wins, then the bad guy is the honorable bad guy. Yeah, it's like it's, I mean, look at World War II. Hitler, war criminal. No one punished him until the war was over, obviously, because because he guess what? Hitler had a giant army of Nazis. Who's going to punish him until the war is over? The answer is well, no one. <laughs> I mean, let's also look at the UN. And, and the UN has been writing all these strongly worded letters and putting out all these like you know propaganda campaigns against Russia. The UN didn't do anything about the the humanitarian crisis and genocide in Darfur. They didn't do anything about the Rwandan genocide. They haven't done anything about like a majority of the world's global conflicts. If anything, they intentionally ignored them because they're like, it's a delicate situation. We should not, we, we should not be so brash to rush into the fact that the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, uh, funded um, the, the the, the people in Darfur that were basically getting access to machetes because they were cut off from the small arms, uh, you know, small arms treaty through the small arms uh, act or whatever it's called. So they couldn't get guns, but what they did do is they got a loan to buy machetes and they're going out and they're hacking off limbs and cutting off heads. The, the, the people that are supposed to be the ones to dictate, like when shit has hit the fan are horrible at doing anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, especially when it comes to all these sanctions, right? Because when you sanction Russia, all, all you're really doing is hurting the people who never asked for this war in the first place. You're not really hurting Putin in any sense. Like, uh, like, because I guess the idea, and I could be far off base, just maybe dumb opinion, is that like you you put enough sanctions on Russia, you choke hold them economically enough. And then you make their people desperate enough to fight against their current regime. I, I don't know if that's I think that's play, what they want to do. I think they, I think they want to put enough stress on the people that they themselves overthrow Putin. Because well, as well as as well as the fact that because uh, thing is we don't Saint, we don't know how Russia's doing as a country. Not really. Like well, we're not allowed like, to see in now. Yeah. Well, with the sanctions as well, it's just to kind of put a clamp as well on apparently Putin has this inner circle full of like rich uh, billionaires or millionaires of, that are Russian. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen as well, they're basically seizing these cruise ships that these people use, uh, underground bunker in Germany. Uh, they're, they're hoping they're hoping that by going after his friends, that his friends will be the ones to to kill him. I, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago about this one uh, very anti-Putin, very anti-Russian uh, Federation billionaire who lives in yeah. California right now. And he went ahead mm -hmm. and put a one million dollar hit on Putin, basically saying that anyone who kills Putin gets a million dollars. I'm going to say it just sounds tad low for what you're asking i know i feel like if you're gonna go ahead i feel like if like el chapo was offering more for donald trump before he was even president you're telling me that i i feel like if you're gonna do that for putin one million dollars is not actually enough i think you need to pump those numbers up i'm thinking yeah. at least a few hundred million yeah the the, yeah. the dr evil scene where He's like one million dollars, and everyone laughs at him. It's yeah, like, it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't hit the same anymore. It's like it, you're telling me that you can't get a few other millionaire buddies to all pitch in. It's like put put around a hat or something. Okay, everyone write a check. This is our hit money for the president of Russia. 
Yeah, it's going like, to take a lot more for someone to actually be successful for that for a million dollars. So you're going to overblow your budget just by doing just to try. Like to when when you're offering a yeah. million dollars to kill the head of a foreign country, like that's less than Kim Kardashian's first wedding. Yeah, it's like because because, you know, I feel like there's a lot of terms there because like, let, let, let's say you are let's let's say it was managed like for now you have to escape Russia. And is that a million USD? Is that a, uh, what, what currency are you providing me money in, Mr. Uh, yeah, like I don't want, I don't want like, you know, Venezuelan boulevards or like World of Warcraft money. Like I, I want to know that this is dollars. These are straight stacking Benjamins, bitch. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but just, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep this conversation going. But I want to I wanna check out this video because this, this really embodies the state of who is going who is going for the right reasons and who is mm-hmm. going just because they're doing it for the gram. Yep. Do it for the Instagram. Remember when the media ran that PR campaign encouraging foreign volunteers to go and fight in Ukraine? 16,000 foreigners have joined in the fight on the ground in Ukraine. Over the weekend, President Zelensky called non-Ukrainians to come fight to defend Europe and the world, as he put it. Let's check in on how that's working out. Spoiler alert, not very well. Of course, some of those volunteers, the ones with actual military experience, went to fight well-prepared and with good intentions. But let's be honest, a lot of keyboard warriors made the trip with very different intentions. (laughs) Get to the border, take a few selfies for Twitter dopamine, Instagram likes and Reddit upvotes, and get the hell out of there. We've seen this kind of moral exhibitionism already backfire in another sense. A third of Ukrainian refugees aren't coming from Ukraine. People are commendably opening up their homes to Ukrainian refugees. But when they arrive, getting, let's just say, not what they expected. (laughs) Whoops. Donc ça, c'est vous Ukrainian. C'est, c'est vous D'accord, ok. Mais il y a combien de temps Il y a longtemps. Il y a longtemps Ah, ça, ça doit être très longtemps. And now. So you have, you have non-Ukrainian refugees saying that they're Ukrainian in order to get into neighboring countries seeking refugee status. And and I'll, I'll link to the video on the show notes. You can watch it yourself. But they have this woman who's obviously from North Africa and she has a passport with like this blonde white woman and she's saying it's her. So the they're, they're speaking French. The one cop is like, so this was you. How long ago was this taken? She's like, yeah, it was me. It was taken a long time ago. I'm sorry. You're telling me that when you got your fake passport, they couldn't at least replace the photo or find another black person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like just, uh, did she, like she really walked up here to this checkpoint and was like, this is going to work. I- I'll get by. No problem. Like, well, I give I, a for effort, but like the only, it, the, just, the only possible way I believe this is if for some reason she was told like, don't look at the passport until you get there. Sean, how could you say a for effort? This isn't, this isn't us bribing the front desk guy at the Trump International. This is a woman trying to cross a border with a passport <laughs> that's obviously fake or stolen. And there's a white lady on the photo. That's at least an F. That's that an effort. Okay. You fucked up. I mean, it's an effort. She I put mean, a picture on the, the The only thing I'll give her kudos for is that she's running with it. Like, like, she's, yeah, that's like, the only thing. Like, she's like, she's literally just she like with a straight face. She's like, that's me uh, 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, like she's running with it and not just, you know, like, oh, shit, they're out to I, me. Like, I agree with you. At least it could have been the same skin color and you could like, just- like she's sticking to her guns with the crappy passport. <laughs> like, I don't understand why, but she did. Oops, and now for the volunteer foreign fighters. When this guy went public with what was really happening to many foreign volunteers, the media ran hit pieces smearing him as a right-wing boogaloo boy who just got scared and ran home. But it turns out he was telling the truth. Our base got fucked up. The base right next to us got fucked up. Americans, British, tons of British dead. They're trying to send us to Kiev with no fucking weapons, no kit, no fucking plates so they told us we had to get the fuck out or they were going to shoot us in the back when you get to the border 
anyone who has kit, anyone who has any military shit, they're fucking pulling you out of the line and they're sending you back to the front. People need to stop coming here. It's a trap, and they're not letting you fucking leave. Presumably, so, so I think this kind of like I just want to say, like that dude kind of sums up what I was saying earlier. Like I feel like you're for these people that are going there, like you're going there, you know, with no support from your government, no like. I, I don't know what supplies you're able to bring, and especially if you're flying there, like, because, you know, what weapons can go on an airplane, um, especially international flights, like, and just everything you're doing is just like, like, you're telling me Ukraine, Ukrainian is just going to hand you weapons and say, all right, go fight. Like, apparently they're not doing that. Not like even if, doing- if your country's being invaded. Like you're just like throwing hire, bodies to the wall. Yeah, but like hire some mercenaries or something. Like, don't get me wrong. Ukraine is no America, but Ukraine is a freaking foreign country. And you're telling me that you don't have some cash that you could put up front and say, hey, win this for us and we'll give you a shit ton later. Instead, you're going to like, you know, Facebook and Twitter and hoping that, you know, having Zelensky on at the Oscars is going to go ahead and bring you like competent fighters. Yeah, you're hoping that the Reddit keyboarder is like gonna, you know, use his weaponized autist brain to go fight a bunch of, go fight a bunch of Russians. Pretty much. I think that's insanity. On feeding more Western dopamine addicts into the Ukrainian meat grinder. The media demonized the guy as a phony, but his story is echoed by others who made the trip. Namely, that foreigners who show up in Ukraine are being treated like cannon fodder, having their passports ripped up and totally ill prepared being sent direct to the front lines. And then being told under martial law they won't be able to go home until the war is over. Which could be This British. isn't like Call of or Duty. Years. Sky News no. reports that British it's not, it's not, it's not Call of Duty. There's no respawn. Uh, you're just you're just <laughs> so you're dead. <laughs> Five minutes in Ukraine um, already no- blown up. I can't wait for the next movie about this. Five five minutes in Ukraine. <laughs> military experience whatsoever and without even telling his wife or teenage son left for ukraine hopped up on media contrived sanctimonious grandstanding to quote join the resistance he actually ended up trapped in a squalid safe house for five days no toilets no running water having ak-47s pointed at his head by a ukrainian swat team then fled to poland as soon as possible having realized that he'd enrolled himself on a quote suicide mission. Span subsequently said that foreign fighters with no military experience attempting to enter Ukraine are actually, quote, more of a burden to the Ukrainian military. Really? And there I was thinking this literal real-life manifestation of a Soyjak meme would be combat ready <laughs> in no time. Turns out playing Call of Duty and your student digs in between furious wanking sessions doesn't count as military experience. <laughs> New hundreds of members of the Volunteers for Reddit Subreddit, yeah, Reddit bros, reportedly joined the Reddit Legion, traveled to Ukraine and were immediately shelled and shot by Russian soldiers. They were told by the Kremlin that they'd be treated as mercenaries and war criminals. (laughs) Many of the Reddit Legion have no prior... See, see Derek, you were right. The definition (laughs) of war criminal is really, really subjective. (laughs) It is. Stupid. After President Zelensky extended over an invitation were shelled and shot after the Kremlin warned they'd be treated as mercenaries of war criminals. It's an unfair fight! Redditor retells the terrifying reality of joining a, quote, Reddit legion. Right there, you should yeah. know that if you're joining the Reddit, the Reddit legion and you think it's a good idea, you have made horrible decisions with your life. Yeah, like, you clearly are someone that has absolutely nothing to lose and just doesn't care anymore. Like, oh, I, I love this part. Uh, he vowed to fight on behalf of Ukrainians moments before dying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, see, like, this is what I meant. You know, if, like, uh, the label of war criminal only matters to those who do not have power. <laughs> <laughs> because if you have power and you are declared a war criminal, like, like Putin, who's going to take you down? It's going to take an army to bring you down. But if you're if you're one of these Reddit legion that has been declared a war criminal, guess what? 
Life's over, bud. Is it like the Spider-Man meme? It's like, you're a war criminal. No, you're a war criminal. No, stop right there, war criminals. <laughs> Oh except yes. one spider-man yes. except except the uh, putin spider-man has a gun he's just killing the other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah but dem upvotes though many of the reddit legion have no prior weapons training or combat experience but their enthusiasm to post to other reddit members about their mission to courageously kill russian soldiers led to the location of their training camps being identified and then being killed by Russian soldiers. Whoops. They're sending untrained foreign volunteers to the front with little ammo and shit AKs, and they're getting killed. Yeah, but that internet clout. Apparently, internet many clout. of them were deluded by Western propaganda about Russian forces Pause being it. decimated, leaving Redditors von. Imagine you you go there and do all this shit, and you don't even get the the meritorious Twitter blue check mark award. <laughs> yeah. You just watched all your friends die for nothing. All your friends just uh, your your red battalion is dead, and you and you know you take one last look at your phone, and then you see the blue check mark as you're bleeding out. <laughs> oh my god! It. We know you made things worse for everybody, including the people that you wanted to help, but now you're verified on Twitter. Too bad you're dead. Congratulations. Oh my god. Uh, to the idea that they're joining some kind of hunting party and not an actual shooting war. Another British volunteer, 37-year-old Leon Dawson, was told by Ukrainian officials he'd just be a liability. We don't have the resources to train you. We don't have the time to train you either, they said. Another British volunteer, Carl Walsh, who volunteered as a medic, was assured by the Ukrainian embassy in London that he wouldn't be required to fight. And then ended up being told that his passport would be confiscated, he'd be given a paltry 48 hours training, and be sent straight to the front lines. Quote, it's a death wish, said Walsh. <laughs> a French Foreign Legion veteran bluntly informed their group that quote 95 percent of you will be killed within days of arriving in kiev and persuaded them to get back on their bus and go back the way they came yeah there may be a 95 percent chance of them coming home in body bags but isn't that worth it for the 100 percent chance of making it to the top of reddit some of these foreign fighters from the uk were so keen on letting everyone else know that they'd arrived that their cell phone signals presumably in between checking who'd watch their instagram stories were picked up by russian intelligence who then used those signals to demolish the yavoriv training facility in western ukraine Killing 35 people. Whoops. Mercenaries who were contracted by the Wagner Group. And Imagine you're in the middle of Ukraine. You're on TikTok or something. Mm. And the next thing you know, you hear a missile coming at you. Just like, hey, guys, uh, Ukraine Redditor 332 here. <laughs> Just, you could know, you report, imagine reporting could you, in. <laughs> could you imagine going to a soldier in like Vietnam or World War II and explaining the type of shit that's going on with this? God bless. Like, they're probably very thankful that cell phones did not exist because if they did, guess what would have happened? All the geotagging would like would have made it real easy to drop napalm on, on their asses. Um, <laughs> Like wow, Derek, way to way to sound very like happy about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, but it's just the truth. Like, like is it their fault at that point? No, it's it's like, their is fault. It, is it, it, I I feel like it's, it's kind of their fault. Like you should it's not fair. be on you should not be on Reddit when you're when you're gonna go fight against so, Russia. You know what? You know what? One thing that's kind of confusing me here, like like we see these things about Ukraine. Oh, oh we're we're confiscating your passports. Why the hell aren't they confiscating their cell phones? I mean, your passport is what can get you out of there because that's yeah. you being yeah, a, but like, a foreigner. But if your your cell phone can't really do much more. No, no. I mean, but you think they would confiscate the cell phone for the purpose of security at that point, right? Confiscate yeah, but, cell but phone, like, so like, think, think, of, and social media think of and the bigger bullshit. insult. Russia going into Ukraine shuts down all their internet. But like some diplomat from Ukraine gets Elon Musk to mobilize fucking Starlink, the most sophisticated satellite system in humanity. Mm -hmm. And what are they using it for? You've got people like this coming in 
and basically making things worse. Yeah. It's just, God. Elon is not happy that you're misusing his internet. You're misusing the Starlink people. Come on. Like, God bless. A military company linked to Moscow may have been operating nearby at the time of the strike, according to reports, and specialists fear they would have been able to pick up, locate, and target a concentrated group of British mobile phone signals and pass the information to Russian forces. Yeah, turns out that broadcasting the fact that you're in a war zone isn't quite as rewarding as broadcasting the fact that you attended a Black Lives Matter rally. Ben Spann admits, having abandoned his wife and son and leaving them in a harrowing state of anxiety, that he travelled to Ukraine in order to boost his own ego. And therein lies the point. Many of these volunteers don't really give a shit about Ukraine. They're dopamine-addled, socially-engineered NPCs brought up on a steady diet of vacuous virtue. Virtue signaling. But in 2022, virtue signaling just isn't enough. Anyone can add a Ukrainian flag to their Twitter bio. Now you have to be there. Even if it's just for five minutes, you have to get the selfie. You have to truly manifest moral exhibitionism. Are they brave for merely going in the first place? Maybe. You can't call them cowards. Are they stupid for thinking they can serve on the front lines of a hot war with zero military experience or weapons training? Yeah, they're definitely stupid. And who's to blame? Zelensky for immediately calling for foreign fighters to flood Ukraine with no proper system in place to vet or train them. The media for relentlessly amplifying the message because the can-do-no-wrong darling Zelensky said it. The Biden White House for recruiting TikTok influencers who are now using using their clout to poison young minds with dubious moral imperatives, but more broadly, cultural institutions, social media, and society in general. And we really do live in a society for rewiring the brains of young people to think that charity, which should always be private, should in fact be as public as possible for exploiting the same brainwashing techniques that make people addicted to gambling and weaponizing them to incentivize very dangerous and sometimes deadly performative activism. All for likes, upvotes, retweets, and dopamine. All for the pointless prize of who can best demonstrate their moral exhibitionism. All in the name of what has become the ultimate and only virtue. Who can best demonstrate their support for the current thing? (laughs) He's right, though. (laughs) Like that, you know, what you were saying about Zelensky being the new Fauci in terms of, like, you know, the thing, it just feels that that feels like an accurate statement. Because, I mean, have you heard about Dr. Fauci lately? The no, he's, no. Been, he's been he's been taking that to the old yeller shed. He's kind of just gone dark <laughs> until until they need the to- moment. The moment Zelensky has some type of like Me Too scandal or they pull up a tweet from like 2004 that's not socially right. They'll just go ahead and say, well, maybe Russia's right to do it. And then they'll go ahead and bring Fauci back because yeah. we have a new variant. But I mean, this is this is at the point where it's like, you know, now now this whole now this whole situation is being used to justify everything that was already going wrong. Oh, gas prices are going high. It's Russia's fault. No, it was already going high before that. Oh, um, it's hard to go ahead and get supplies and, you know, uh, products in into the United States. Oh, it's Russia's fault. No, it, it was like that for a while. I feel like a lot of people have just gotten out of the 2020 funk and they just assume that things are still hard but like things have gotten a degree of better but honestly it's not that anything has gotten better everything that was bad has just gotten slightly less worse but it's more or less just part of our everyday lives now and now this whole situation is just being used as the great new excuse yeah russia's a great yeah. big crutch i i went uh. to uh i i've i've had like a list of things i wanted to prep for and um, I, I went to my last trip to uh, Cabela's and Costco and like I got all the things I needed just for peace of mind. And it's like, you know, a few months ago, that stuff was overflowing. There were no problems. Now, each time I've gone and so I've had to make multiple trips, like, you know, emergency food supplies disappearing almost immediately. Bottled water. I mean, you could still get it, but people are getting a lot more bottled water than before. It's like we've we've gotten past the toilet paper phase of a couple of years ago, and now people are really starting to think. It's like, you know, what if what if Russia launched an EMP attack or something, or, or you know, like uh, I, I think I forgot what it was that virus that we launched in 
in uh, Tehran and a few years ago, Scudnet or whatever. And we went ahead and just like, what if they knocked out our entire banking system or they knocked out hospital records or something like that? Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very afraid that this is the closest we've ever come to a cyber nine 11. And I'm, I I don't know whether it's because we're just really good at fighting it and we're really, really good at defending ourselves against it. I want to believe that. I want to believe that we have them in a position where they can attack us. But this is the first time in my life where I've really kind of looked around. I've been like, what would happen if I couldn't access any of my money? Yeah. What if I got erased from government records and stuff like that? What if, what if, what if the internet was just taken down here? Everything that's being done is, is escalating what war is going to look like. Because if you can go ahead and cut off a, a country's access to its own money, if you can cut off people's ability to communicate and trade with each other, I know that this war is going to end. What I'm really incredibly fearful of is us doing to Russia what the allies did to Germany after world war one, which is instead of helping them repair and fix things like what we did with the Marshall plan after taking out Nazi Germany in world war two, we're going to just focus so much on punishing them that the next generation of Russians that grew up in the rubble of their old country 20 years now will be launching a war against us in some way, shape or form. And that that is that is what's been really scaring me about all this. Damn. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. I mean, for someone that as a GIS analyst, and I'll kind of say this from an unclassified point of view, this has been a nonstop topic as well as a concern for what could be in the future. And I mean the constant thing I hate hearing from coworkers, like, why are, why isn't the U.S. doing much? Why don't we do this no-fly zone shit for Ukraine? That's the least we could do. That's an act of war, and well, we don't uh, want to really. I mean, look what look what we did when we enacted a no-fly zone over Libya. Is Libya yeah. a better country when we took out Gaddafi? <laughs> CIA put out propaganda saying that he was giving his soldiers Viagra and telling them to go rape and murder everybody. That wasn't true. Libya, who and Gaddafi was not a good guy. They were trying to go on the gold standard. They were trying to boost up their own country's infrastructure. And we didn't like that. So Hillary Clinton was like, what if we can go ahead and take out another dictator? And us and NATO went ahead and supported the, quote, moderate rebels in Libya. And years later, they have open slave markets in Tripoli. And I'm pretty sure everyone saw that movie 13 hours and suddenly realized that Benghazi was not because that the Benghazi attack was not because of some angry director who made an anti-Muslim video on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think and I think this is what I hate about the Beltway, Sean. It's that. People think that our actions don't have consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just yep. like it's just like, oh, we we do whatever we want, right, guys? The answer is no, no, we can't. Um, like, there's just so many things that, like, the political shitstorm this already is, and what it could evolve into, is incredibly scary. Because the thing is, the thing about this war entirely is that this is the first time in a very long time that that two similar that two militaries of similar like i know ukraine's not as well equipped as russia state on state this is the first time we've seen two countries go that's 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 the term i'm looking for yes like basically state on state conflict this is the first time we've seen it in honestly i'm pretty sure since world war ii right like like because because everything else has pretty much been, you know, insurgents or small militia groups or something else that, you know, because like there's a big, big, big difference against fighting people in a desert that do not have modern military hardware versus fighting a an actual nuclear power. 
Like, like that's that's a political system that people do not want to get wrapped up in because it could go south really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing it's just, it's, I don't know when it's going to stop. These negotiations are bullshit. Nothing is getting done. It's more of a rushing Russia, putting their big dick out there and saying, do you like it or not? And Ukraine's like, absolutely not. you, You could come back and say whatever you want, but nothing's going to change. And constantly people, you could say, and Russia's like, oh, we're not really trying to attack the innocent. We're not trying to attack these citizens. Bullshit. You're, you're attacking hospital wars. You're attacking places. I mean, Ukrainians have gone above and beyond. And I've seen an imagery that you, they're putting, like, hey, children live here. There are civilians that are severely ill that live here that don't want any part of this war. You drop fucking bombs or send soldiers into those buildings. I my thing is like if they if they did what they did in Crimea, like you know that that was still wrong. But when they went into Crimea in 2014, they didn't do this. They said they were only going into a couple regions that were ethnically Russian. And for the record, those regions in 2014, like the Donbass and others, they wanted to join Russia. And Russia was like, no, we don't want you. Like Russia said this time, oh, yeah, we're only going there. But the fact that they're still like going throughout the country and they're doing this, it's like, I don't I don't understand the game. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what is doing all of this doing for you? Like, what do you yeah. actually want to get out of this? Because now this just like, you know, it's already evil on the first on the on, on like you know the, the the first strike that was already evil enough everything else is just like this is like how could you how could you comprehend this how yeah. does this how is this getting you what you want what are those people doing to you i'm gonna be honest something that i'm still wondering right now is like because i know that every every window into russia has essentially been shut right like you can't see what's happening in country for the most part, like, like the, like everything's just closed off. I saw a what? video of a whole crowd of Russians fighting over a bag of sugar. Jesus. Like, like, yeah. uh, okay. That, that's kind of answers my question. My, my question is like, what does day to day life look like for a Russian right now? If you are just a citizen of Russia who works a job like not necessarily government one just a a job at all whatever whatever they work that allows them to live a normal russian life like what what is that uh so i mean people are still working people are still trying to run things day to day but what they're saying is it's like and this is only from like a western american perspective it's like if when covid hit it's not just that some businesses closed down. It's that everything shut down mm. and no one knew when it was coming back up and nobody knew why. At least we had a TV. Yeah. Like now it's just like Putin speeches all day long. Yeah. They have nothing but state run media now, essentially like, yeah. which is just, it's just like, it's just, it, like I just guess like I hope I never have to imagine a life like that. But like I mean, the, the big just, thing is going to be like we have after this, hoping that Putin gets replaced. There has to be a way to reintegrate Russia with the rest of the world. There oh, has dude, to- that's going to be past uh, us because, being, being dead. I mean, the pe- the people don't deserve what's happening to them. That's like I I truly don't I don't believe the people. That there are a lot, there are a lot of Russians that don't like Putin and they know that the invasion of Ukraine is wrong. And and that's what, and that's what bothers me about like watching clips on the media. It's like, you know, let's focus all on the Ukrainian refugees, but anything Russian, anything that like, it's just like, it's like, let's forget that there are people there and let's just all pretend they're all evil. Yeah, just pretend only the government exists and nothing else. Yeah, everyone is just a Putin clone. Like, just like the all military, the politics. Like, I mean, this this is like this is like this is almost like looking at the reverse invasion of Iraq. 
what was what was the government and what was the media telling us? Every Iraqi hates us. They hate us because of our freedom. They they all supported, you know, quote, the Taliban attacking the Twin Towers. And then we find out, oh, the Taliban didn't do it. And then it was Al-Qaeda. And then it was like, oh, well, who is Al-Qaeda? Oh, Al-Qaeda is working with the Iraqi government. Actually, no, that's a lie, too. They never worked together. Yeah, and It's just yeah. like, you know, the, the people that were expecting to tell us the truth, they just they just never do. And I don't want to be paranoid. I don't want to assume everything is fake. But like, this isn't. I mean, things just didn't reset. And, and that's what bothers me. And when this ends, eventually, I'm more afraid of what the aftermath will be than right now, because it's going to be a lot of opportunistic people taking advantage of other people's miseries. And yeah. that's that's the worst thing about any opportunistic war. This started as an opportunistic war because Putin was hoping to take a, take advantage of another country. And that's going to be an opportunistic war as everyone tries to go in, much like East and West Berlin. And we're trying to cut cut up things and trying to, you know, take advantage of what we can. Now, when, when we look at post-World War II Germany, obviously East, um, West Berlin run by the Americans and the allies, obviously that was doing far better than East Berlin where they were under communist control by the Soviet union. And they were, you know, they were basically living as if things had never changed. Whereas their, you know, their family on the other side of the Berlin wall, they're living a mm -hmm. capitalist recovery in which they can actually build their lives again. I mean, it's, I, I see us taking like the wrong lessons from history here. And I yeah. see us, doing less of a Marshall play and let's build this country. Let's help these people. The war is over. And I see it more like, no, you did this. Now you have to suffer. Yeah. I mean, something interesting that I guess about Putin as a person is that he came into power shortly after the Berlin wall was t torn down and like, he never let go. Like he, like Batman has been in power for so long at this point, like, because, you know, people, like, you know, I, I mean, you see the media call him dumb and crap, but it's like a man who stayed in power that long is not dumb. He's like, he might be crazy, but he's not dumb. Like, like the, whatever he's doing, why he's doing it, he has reasons. They're just unknown to us because yeah, have you heard that? To know. Have you heard that rumor that he's dying? No, but I've heard the rumor that he thinks neo Nazis are back. So he's not entirely wrong about that. Now, now he, 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 in, in, this is gone. I have to be very careful. In, in those regions of Ukraine where they basically operate as their own governments, you had a couple Nazi, neo Nazi political parties rise up and seize power. Somebody actually counted the number of neo-Nazis in political positions in those regions. And it was mm -hmm. something around like 800. Oh, wow. Now, now think about it. Do you invade your neighbor because of 800 Nazis? Probably no. No, you don't do that. So he took something that was a slight truth and he made it the entire thing. That's like yeah. saying because we found a few Scud missiles in Iraq, let's go ahead and overthrow the whole country. I mean, wrong on both ends. Yeah, I mean the speeches that he at least makes publicly. I thought didn't he talk about how he believes that Ukraine and Russia are like one nation or something? And he, he's he, he says taking that, it back. Yeah, he's like Russia, uh, Ukraine isn't real. They're all Russian, and it's like ah, it's they, they they fought a they fought a war for independence against you. It's why yeah. we spell it. K-Y-I-V and not K-I-E-V anymore. Which I think people in the media still make that mistake. I, could I still make that mistake. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was done for, for political reasons because one spelling of the capital was in the more Orthodox Russian because when, when it was, you know, when it was still in the Soviet Union and then when Ukraine declared their independence, they, they changed it to a more ethnic uh, Russian lingo. So, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, a lot of people like to pretend that history started yesterday and it's it's just not the truth. Like we're, we're, we're living in the repercussions of decades of of problems and geopolitical strife that 
I mean, I'm no expert on this. And a lot of people I see on Twitter and Facebook right now pontificating on this issue. They're not experts either. And and I mean, it's 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 scary when everyone wants to suddenly spread war propaganda. And, and that's what and that's what horrifies me, because, yeah, it, it never like each time a war is declared in our lifetime, things don't get better. Things get worse. We're still dealing with the TSA. We're still dealing with stuff as a result of the war on COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's just, it, it stresses me out. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, uh, just, it's all politics at some point and it's just whatever power they can get from, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. It's yeah. just, it's very shitty. Um, well, guys, I, I I had a few other things pulled up. I actually think that video went ahead and covered all of it, and, and we covered a lot of ground. Let's yeah. uh, let you know. Let, let's ask the big question and wrap things up. We'll start with Sean. Sean, do you think Putin won? Do you think he stays in power at the end of this, assuming that you know they're able to kick back the Russian forces? And two, do you think he lives at the end of it? I don't think he stays in power. Absolutely not. I I can't see how any of this he'd turn out to stay in power. Now, I think definitely he once he gets out of power, there will be some kind of repercussions. And I really hope they're bad because, I mean, the shit I've seen has greatly pissed off a lot of people. You think they'll me. take him off Twitter? Dude, did you no, see the no, people no. equating the invasion of Ukraine to January 6th? Jesus Christ. It's like you've got to be freaking kidding me. Wasn't even military movement on January 6th, but okay. Um, Not um, even close. But I definitely think it's where he's going to end up in like some foreign prison, probably somewhere. And it, there, there's going to be constant Twitter pictures of him saying, what did I do wrong? I was just trying to help my country. Claim how, the how am I is mine. How am I in a Siberian gulag now? <laughs> My, it, it was our land and, it was, and it's part of the motherland. It was just trying to get it all back together. It's insane. Derek, same question to you. One, do you think he stays in power? Two, do you think he survives either way? <sighs> so that's kind of a, I feel like it's kind of a loaded question. And the reason I believe that is because I kind of go back to what I was saying about, you know, what like a, a war criminal label and how much that actually matters because Putin as a person, like he, you know, from what I, you know, know about him from news and shit is that he has stayed in power for a very long time. He is a very paranoid person. He kills anyone that he thinks might betray him. So the only people he has around him left are people who he knows for a fact are either loyal or he knows he has something on them that makes them loyal because he, because everything that man does and every person he still has around him, like is someone he can control. He, he leaves no wild cards, at least as far as I understand it. So, so even if he, loses this war which i would be very surprised to see ukraine turn it around on their own um if that happens like who the hell knows like i feel like because he doesn't really have any place to run to that i know of i'm absolutely i wouldn't know he might have a place to run to you know like the like a james bond villain island or something yeah just like fly out of there whatever but, you know, the big question is who would take his place? Because I feel like Putin is someone who has made sure no one can take his place. Like, because he either kills anyone who has that capacity or makes sure that they don't, or make sure that he, that that person is so under his thumb that it can't happen. Like he, he's a, he's like, he's a paranoid SOB that is very scary to be around. I, I think you both make really good points, and I, I I can't disagree with either of you on that. I mean, I'm I'm at the point where it's like, 
I, I just remember what happened when when Muammar Gaddafi was uh, was taken and killed in the streets, and everyone here and everyone there, we were all celebrating. And it's like, you know, look at Libya now. Can anyone say that it was better under him than it is under the current government that lacks even more central power? And it's it's horrible because it's one terrible person with other terrible people. It's just a matter of how many lives have been lost and how how many how many people's lives have been negatively impacted that otherwise it would have just been the same level of, you know, it's shit, but it's shit I can tolerate that we're dealing with. And, you know, people need to start really thinking, like, what do we do with Russia afterwards? Obviously, do everything you can for Ukraine, but not at the expense of all the victims. Well, guys, Mm -hmm. this was a this was an episode that uh, took us in a lot of directions, but. It's a conversation we had to have because it's it's starting to impact us now. It's six, seven dollar gas in most places and a conflict that we really have nothing to do with. So, yeah, that's that's a frustrating thing. How do we get involved? You get involved through charity. You get involved through private means. You don't go ahead and join the Reddit Legion. Don't don't join the Reddit Legion, guys. That's just called that's just called that's just called throwing your life away. It's very sad. The Ukrainian meat grinder. Well, literally the Ukrainian meat grinder. (laughs) Well, folks, if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave a leave a review across Al Gore's amazing internet wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll be back later in the week. As always, be safe. Be good. Good night.